This morning, I want to share with you a message that's been burning in my heart. By your patience, you will possess your soul. By your patience, you will possess your soul. It's a statement that Jesus made. He said, in the last days, there will be many who will come against you, many who will come uh, and oppose you. Even family members will. But he says, don't worry about what to say, because when you need to say it, I will fill your mouth with words. And he says this in Luke 21. This is our text, Luke 21, verse 16 to 19. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. How about that? You going to be able to handle it? You will be delivered up by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. I thought he just said we'd be given up to death. Oh, but he's talking about life and life eternal, because this is just a shell. But God's granted us eternal life through Jesus Christ, and he says this, Because by your patience you will possess your souls. Some translations say, by your endurance you will gain your lives. Which is accurate, but I like this King James Version. By your patience you possess your soul. And there's a dynamic to this I want to speak to. Patience, endurance, long-suffering. It's being put to the test. How many of you know that? What is patience? Patience is enduring that which is uncomfortable without complaining. It's a stress to you. It might make you anxious. It challenges your timing, your opinions, your judgments. we got to deal with patience. And it says, Jesus said that by your patience, you will possess your souls. I don't know what's possessing you at different times. I know what possesses me, the Holy Spirit. How about you? But he says we need to let patience possess us. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that seem possessed by other spirits. Have you run into any of them? So we're losing patience and many times Putting stress on people's lives. Our culture is under stress. We are under a global stress, an economic stress, a medical stress, an emotional stress, an intellectual stress. Our patience is being stressed. So what possesses you in the midst of that? What are you going to allow to possess you or to possess your soul? By your patience, you will possess your souls. By your endurance, by your long-suffering, you will allow His Spirit to possess your soul. Instead of your anger, instead of your being perturbed, instead of someone else's challenges, your enemy, the situation, maybe guilt, maybe shame. Maybe righteous anger can possess you. It's good. We need to be angry, but what? Sin not. So in your anger, what possesses your soul? What takes hold of you? What enrages you? How many of you have found that 
it's harder to find places to eat inside. Nobody's you can't find people working. There's not enough of a workforce to, to go to a restaurant anymore. You walk in the door and you say, yeah, well, there's two of us, and you see 30 open tables, and they say it'll be a half hour wait. It's like, what? Where's your patience? What's possessing you at that moment? You've been standing in line. Someone cuts in front of you. What possesses you? You're watching the news. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't try to go to bed after you watch the news. That's a real test as to what's going to possess you. Again, in your patience, possess your soul. That patience is, it can be an anger, it can be a righteous judgment. But again, what is possessing you in it? Let it be Christ. Let it be Christ. How many of you ever see kids don't have much patience, do they? See, being impatient is kind of childish. We throw tantrums. We get angry. You ever seen kids... How about going somewhere on a trip with kids? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I'll be back in a minute. You know, any other situation, you're, just sit still. Be right there. I can't. St. Augustine said, patience is the companion of wisdom. There's what will keep you patient in situations is a depth of understanding which may be outside of time and your agenda. What possesses you? I'm sharing this word as your pastor to lead you into the next number of phases that we're going to go into as a world, as a people, as a culture. Putting up with outrageous ideas and foolish considerations, but do you have enough patience to care for those who oppose you? They're not your enemy. It's in the spirit realm. Wisdom needs to grip you and not possess your fleshly attitude. So what possesses your soul? I found it absolutely interesting that the number one mask for Halloween are Karen masks. Some of you don't know what a Karen is. Just type in Karen on YouTube and you'll find out. Our angry, outraged women, losing it. Now, I'm not picking on the women. There's enough guys that are just in a place, but they just don't have the names, nor the masks. It's, it's people who are possessed by the frustration of their own flesh or somebody else. The Word of God says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Again, this reiterates just what Jesus said. Guard your mouth and your tongue and you will possess your soul. Don't give your soul away. Don't, don't minister in the same spirit. Someone's coming at you with anger. Someone's coming at you with hatred. Don't retaliate in the same spirit. Possess the spirit of the Lord quiet answer turns away wrath. You have to keep your soul. Possess your soul. Don't let something else possess you. It's very easy for us to get frustrated right now. It's very easy for us to lose our testimony. 
The word of the Lord says this. Jesus said this in Luke 6, 44 to 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings evil. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What possesses you? Again, can you believe your waiter got it wrong again? Can you believe that they messed up your food once again? These are small things, but if small things possess your soul, how about the big things? I mean, there's enough for us to be outraged daily, coming from our government, coming from uh, all situations around us. But what will possess you to get through it? Are you going to give your soul up? When I say soul, I mean your intellect, your emotions, your will. Are you going to give those others to the spirit, give those away to the spirit of the age? Or are you going to possess your faculty, possess your soul in the spirit of God? And that's the question. What possesses you will cause you to act and react? So patience must possess your soul so that you will own the next action that you take. Do you get that? Patience, patience must possess your soul so that you'll own your next act and it won't be caused by somebody else. How? How are we going to do this is the question. How do I Act with patience with an impatient world, with anarchy and craziness all around me. How do I walk in patience? Is it necessary for me? Yes, absolutely. This is the season for the body of Christ to show the patience and the glory of God, even to those who are opposed to the gospel. We must demonstrate it. How? Number one. I'm going to give you three things to help you understand. Number one, judge nothing before it's time. This is something that Paul said. I think it's extremely vital. I've used it all my life. I find it very, very helpful. Instead of you trying to fill in the blanks of what's going to happen, what could happen, what was going to judge nothing before it's time, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 4 5, wherefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes who will both Bring to light the hidden things of darkness and make manifest the counsels of the hearts. You don't know what's going on behind all this. And then shall each man have his praise from God. So you should not pass judgment on anyone before the right time comes. What if your anger, your frustration in the situation possesses you to lash out at someone who is ready to come to Christ Jesus? Most people who are ready to come to Christ are in a crisis situation and they're acting up. And so where's our patience with them? Right? Saul of Tarsus getting saved? How'd you like to be the prophet that has to go baptize them? Right? I think it was Agabus. He said, Are you, I don't know about this. You sure about this guy? This is Paul. No, you go. How about the people you meet each day? How about the situations you're in? Judge nothing before it's time. 
discern from the Lord how you should respond. There is coming a day when all wrongs will be righted. Have patience. There is coming a time when every evil deed will be exposed. All that's been done in darkness will be exposed. We will see justice one day. In the meantime, patiently walk in the power of Christ. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who do evil against you and disrespect you. Pray for those who you may be fed up with. Pray, pray, pray. Stop passing judgment. You know, one of the quickest things we do in missing the voice of the Spirit is having judgment on people. The Holy Spirit's shown this in my life so many times. I have looked at a person, and by the way, they're dressed or their activity, I have an, uh, I won't say judgment, I, I have an opinion about them. And the Holy Spirit will speak to me, and it's like, are you sure you're talking about that guy? Because many times our opinions, our judgments can't see and understand what God is doing behind that person's life, that situation. Fed up in line, fast food, get rid of that word, it's not fast. It's not food either. (laughs) But it tastes good. (laughs) Do you remember when you used to get food fast? Forget about that. There's a new reality here. What possesses your soul (laughs) in these times? What possesses you when you're standing in a picket line with someone? I'll never forget that. In Detroit, I I, I was opposing gay marriage, uh, the law being overturned, and I remember standing in line and and picketing, uh, and those who were for gay marriage were standing in line, and we were marching in the same line around each other. And I thought, this is silly. I need to talk to these people. And I began talking to them, and I began expressing why we were here and what our concerns were, and I talked to them as people. And they said, well, we believe this. And I said, I understand. I said, do you understand what we're believing? It's not against you. It's what this can do to the family, to the structure of our culture, and had discussion. And we talked. Patience possessed my soul to care instead of me versus them. That's what the world's being divided up into, smaller fragments of us versus them, us versus them. And how are we going to preach the gospel if we're opposing everyone? Of course we oppose those things that are unscriptural, but we patiently, lovingly share the gospel with these folks. And so judge nothing before it's time. You don't know the person you're in in conflict with may be coming to Christ any day now. You don't know it. Don't judge it yet. Don't judge it yet. Look for a bigger perspective. Number two, wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Well, this is ridiculous. This is that. This is that. Ask yourself, what's possessing me? My attitude? My flesh? Or back up and say, Lord, what would you have me do? 
what would you have me say? Maybe the delay in your schedule is a divine appointment from God. You thought your life was all a divine appointment from God. I'm on my schedule now, God. I'm going to do this. I've got to be there. I've got to go there. How many of you have ever been derailed by God's divine appointments? But you have to be aware of them. You have to wait upon the Lord. And Isaiah 40, 31, you know this verse well. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings like eagles. They shall run, not be weary, walk, and not be faint. One of the key words in the translation from the Hebrew in this verse is mistranslated in the English. We're used to it being those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How many of you know God's not interested in renewing your flesh? God's not interested in renewing your strength. The Hebrew word, the correct translation is exchange. Those who wait upon the Lord will exchange their strength for His. That's how you're going to mount up like an eagle. That's how you're going to run and not grow weary. Because in your strength, you cannot do those things. You need to exchange your strength. So how am I going to have patience possess me if I don't have the patience of God? I need the patience of Christ. I need to exchange my timing, my uh, agenda for God's agenda, my heart for His heart. I need to be possessed by a spirit of holiness that has love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, faithfulness, and self-control. How many of you need that exchange? The world looks for a people who will walk in Christ. Let your patience possess your soul. And finally, trust God. Trust God. Give God time. Even when the knife flashes in the air, the ram will be seen in the thicket. Abraham, sacrifice your beloved son. When did God intervene? Not till the knife was raised. God said, I'll put words in your mouth when it's time. You have to have patience to wait on the Lord. How many of you have found that out? He doesn't come when you want, but he comes on time. You didn't know. Abraham was willing to go through. He didn't see the ram till the knife was in the air and God spoke. Give God time. Trust him. Even when Pharaoh's host and the armies were on Israel's heels, it wasn't till that took place till the Red Sea parted. There's a way of escape in Christ Jesus. You've got to trust God. You've got to be patient to wait upon the Lord. Those who wait and exchange their strength for His, you have to wait upon the Lord. Give God the time. Elijah didn't hear from God till the brook of Cherith dried up. Sometimes in your patience, you're going, oh God, something's wrong here. You've got to fix this. You've got to fix this. And he's purposely waiting for that thing to break down before you're ready for the next. We've got to trust God with our lives. He paid for them. He bought them with a price. We want convenience. We want comfort. But the patience of God that should possess your soul is to trust Him that He knows what He's doing at all times.
Can you trust him with your lives, brothers and sisters? We are in a challenge as a culture and as a people in these days. Trust God. How many of you know this verse? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways and he will make your path straight. Now, to a wandering community, making your path straight is a really good thing. Instead of spending 40 years in the desert, he'll make your path straight, but you've got to trust in the Lord. They wandered 40 years because they did not trust God. When they approached the promised land of all that God had promised, they saw nothing but giants and an enemy. They didn't see the provision of God's hand. Second time they went through, God yelled and the walls came down. Right? Trust God. Trust God. So the three things we need to do is judge nothing before it's time. There's an unseen realm you're living in. There's a warfare going on you don't even know of. Be patient. Don't judge things at, their, at what you see or what you understand. But wait upon the Lord. Exchange your strength. Exchange your understanding for His. And then trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding, but do what? Acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. Let patience possess your soul. Acknowledge, I'm in this situation for a reason. I'm lost. You ever get lost in your car, even with GPS? Take a left and another left. Why can't they just say, turn around? Someone's got to invent that on the GPS. I would use it quite often. Turn left, then left. We get lost, but you know what? I'm a child of God. Patience has to possess my soul. The patience, I have to exchange my knowledge with the Lord, and I have to redeem all things, for the days are evil. And so I'm going to redeem every situation. What's going to possess me is the patience of God to trust Him, to wait upon Him. And to judge nothing before it's time. This is how you and I are going to walk through these battles that we're about to face. This world that we're in the midst of. We're going to walk through them with patience. And people are going to wonder, how is it you're different? How is it that you are not so busted apart by everything that's going on? It's because I'm walking in God's agenda. I like what Max Lucado said in his diary one day. This is what he wrote. He says, I choose patience. I will overlook the inconvenience of the world. Instead of cursing the one who takes my place, I'll invite him to do so. Rather than complain that the wait is too long, I'll thank God for a moment of prayer. That's the exchange. Instead of clenching my fist at new assignments, I'll face them with joy and courage. That's patience. Why does God do this? He says, rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance or patience. What we're going through is shaping the character of Christ in us. You look more like Jesus because of what you've been going through. Because you've developed patience to exchange your strength for His. 
You're waiting upon His judgment instead of yours. You're acknowledging Christ in the situation. And that produces patience. And that patience produces character. And that character produces hope. And hope does not put me to shame. I'll not be disappointed with God because God love, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. What am I possessed with? The spirit of holiness, the spirit of God, the spirit of love, a spirit of hope because I've been challenged in this world to be patient and wait on the Lord. By your patience, you possess your soul. Don't let any other spirit, don't let any other attitude possess you. Let the patience of God possess your soul. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I pray for this company of believers that we've been instructed in your word that God, it's not just something that we hear and forget. It's something that becomes manifest in us. I pray for this company of people to be patiently waiting upon the Lord. You will renew your strength. You'll rise up as on wings as eagles because you've exchanged your understanding of the situation. You're going to redeem the days for their evil. Run and not be weary. Walk and not be faint. You're going to be a people whose character has been shaped by the love of God. People curse you. You will bless them. People take advantage of you. You will give them the grace of God. People are going to come to you and say, what do you have that I don't? They're going to see the manifestation of Christ in you. Because what possesses your soul is the Spirit of God in all patience. Father, I pray for us. And I pray that we would walk with a new understanding. Let nothing grab our soul and conform us to another image apart from Christ.